This is an ABC podcast. Hello, welcome to Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 18th of December. And Norman, when we greeted our listeners yesterday, there were a mere three cases, I think, and that has blossomed over the past 24 hours or so. Which really, after several weeks of really, really low levels in Australia, has come as a real bolt from the blue. I mean, what do we know and what don't we know about what could have happened here? So Northern Beaches is a peninsula that goes north from the harbour, skirting, you know, with one side's the ocean, the other side's pit water, goes up to a narrow point at Barrenjoy Heads um, at Palm Beach, kind of starts around about Manly. Um, so that's where it is. And when we talked yesterday, the two people were up at Avalon. And what, what's emerged overnight, and you know, as, as people listen to Coronacast, it could well have changed, so we apologise if the numbers are not quite right. But as we record Coronacast, there are 17 cases in all, 12 new ones that emerged yesterday during the day. And they were doing what they promised early on in the day was that for the five they knew about, they were going to do uh, genomic testing on them and get the results back last night. But as we record this, we still don't have the results of these what we know is actually quite a lot, quite quickly, is that they've identified a drummer who was playing in a band and played in three, two RSLs and one club. That's Penrith RSL, the Kirribilli Club and Avalon RSL. And three people who were part of this cluster apparently were in the Avalon RSL. So they know quite a lot about where these people have caught this. What they know about the, 12, the extra 12 during the day, as we speak, we don't know very much about. So this is a cluster that's growing. It's a bit like South Australia in the sense that you can get really spooked by the fact that you've got big numbers quickly or you can be reassured that the contact tracing is pretty good and it's picking up things very quickly. I choose to be reassured by it. So I think it is going to get much, I suspect it's going to get much bigger than it is, but they're really tracking it down hard. A lot of people on the northern beaches are getting tested, although there are long queues. And when you look at the pictures, Quite a lot of people are wearing masks, which is fantastic. But we're looking at situations where we've got RSLs, we've got someone in a band perhaps singing, perhaps not singing, and there was a link to aged care as well, which are all really high-risk environments for a super-spreading event. I don't want to panic people, but we do need to be on our guard. Yes, and it illustrates what we've been seeing on Coronacast for months, which is which contradicts really what the Commonwealth advisors have been saying is that this is an aerosol spread virus. We said that yesterday, the driver on the bus with air crew would have picked it up almost certainly, could have been somebody at the back of the bus. As long as you're there long enough, it spreads through the air. And here you've got situations where people are picking it up in the RSL, they're picking it up at a bowling club, they're picking it up through the air, which means that you really do wonder why they're not mandating masks on the northern beaches, what would it, what problem would occur by mandating masks? You don't need to necessarily wear them outside. You could move to you're simply wearing them on public transport when you go out shopping and so on. In fact, they've almost requested a lockdown without enforcing it yesterday evening by asking people to stay at home, not travel unnecessarily. Luckily, today's a Friday. We've got the weekend to go, so people shouldn't have to travel too much. But mask wearing would be a major thing to reduce spread by up to 70%. And when you particularly don't know how much virus is out there. 
So we're a week out from Christmas. What does this mean for people wanting to come together and celebrate? So the first thing to note about Christmas is that if there is virus around, it's a potential super spreading event where people come together at home, they have a good time, they're shouting and laughing and occasionally singing. And that is basically, you could have multiple super spreading events around the place. So I think for people on the northern beaches, it's an open question at the moment whether there should be restrictions about Christmas on the northern beaches, whether or not that applies elsewhere in New South Wales is another matter, but you'd really have to be careful at Christmas because that could really spark a major outbreak. What about travel and borders? Well, first things first, you've got to find out where this has come from. According to Kerry Chant, Chief Health Officer, yesterday, they still hadn't got to what they think is the source. So if you think about contact tracing Right at the beginning when we spoke about contact tracing on Coronacast, it was really finding out where you've been, who you've come in contact with, and getting that network of people that you might have spread it to. But the key here in cluster epidemiology is to find out where you've been over the last three, four, five days. In other words, tracing you back in time to find out where you might have caught that originally, not just where you've spread it, where you've caught it originally, and then doing contact tracing that goes back four or five days to see if you can find out where it truly came from. Given that sewage was negative just before, I think on the 10th of December, which is what the Chief Health Officer said yesterday, then it's likely this is a new infection. And if you were betting, you'd have to say this is an overseas leak. That this has come somehow from hotel quarantine or overseas air crews or air crews that have been flying overseas. And they're probably, anecdotally, there are a lot of Qantas flight crews who live on the beaches. It's a nice place to live when you've got lots of days off. It is anecdotal. I don't know how true it is, but you know, when you bump into people who know people who work in Qantas, they often live on the beaches or in the, or in the northern suburbs of Sydney. So this is likely to be a problem that's coming from overseas and that's what the genomics will help to find out but it does mean regardless that overseas air crews are going to have to be quarantined even if it's just they go into a sterile bubble for the 24 hours that they've got to turn around and then they can go back but they don't leave where they are it's properly policed and of course the people who are driving them are well protected. So there's lots of public health messaging about different venues and if you were here, you need to isolate and get a negative test and all of those sorts of things. And in some of those instances, people are asked to isolate until they get a negative result. And in other instances, people are asked to isolate for 14 days. Even if they get a negative result, they still have to isolate for 14 days. And John's asking why. Why, if I'm deemed to be at risk and I test negative, why do I still have to isolate for two weeks? So it depends on the likelihood that you've been in a place where you've caught the virus. So for example, uh, this could have changed by the time people hear this corona cast, but when we're recording this, Western Australia has insist, is insisting that people come arriving from New South Wales, when they arrive in Western Australia, they isolate themselves, they get a test, and until that test is negative, they can't leave. That's a risk equation, which is that it's highly unlikely, really, at the moment, that anybody arriving in Western Australia is carrying the virus. You just have to be really unlucky that that's happened. The reason that you stay in quarantine for 14 days will be that if you are likely to have been in such contact with somebody who was infected, that you're likely to be infected, there's a high risk of it. 
And the possibility is that there's a false negative test. So in other words, you test negative, but you're really positive. And as we've said before on Corona Cash, you probably got to go, have, go back a few months now in our, pro, in our programming. But if you look back in, in, our, in our podcast, you'll find there was one podcast we talked about false negatives, and they can be really high. They can be as high as 80% near the beginning of the infection, and probably never drop down before below about 20%, and that's around about day five to eight, and then the false negatives go up. So you could actually spend your whole time in quarantine, be positive, but the tests come back negative. And that's why it's a risk play, that they don't want to take the chance that you are false negative on the test and you've really got the virus. Whereas after 14 days, the likelihood that you're infectious is extremely low. So if you live in that area, in one of those areas, you've been to one of those venues, look at what the public health information is. And if you need to get tested, get tested. And those rules are there for a reason. Yeah. And just to remind everybody listening to CoronaCast, whether it's anywhere in Australia, we've got a lot of overseas CoronaCasters. If you've got any symptoms at all, get tested. And that includes fatigue, it includes cough, it includes a runny nose. It just includes anything, feeling crap go and get tested. I know some of you who are listening to us overseas or in places, unfortunately, where it's not that easy to get tested, but in Australia, it is. Get tested. Don't sit on this. This is a reminder that this virus can pop up anywhere. That's right. And that's just about all we've got time for on CoronaCast today. But before we go, thank you so much to everyone who took the time to write us a lovely note about our upcoming three-week break. A reminder that our last show for the year is going to be on Christmas Eve, the 24th of December, but we're coming back on the 18th of January. And if anything big happens in those three weeks, we'll come back sooner. And I predict we'll be okay by the 24th of December in New South Wales and that Christmas will be much happier than we might be predicting now. We'll see you on Monday. 